Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's a game day. It's Groundhog Day. It always is game day. It's three and three. It's four and five, and the preseason rolls on. We're at Key Bank Center as training camp continues, and one group uh, at least is back here. Another is getting set after its morning skate today to head to Pittsburgh to take on a pretty fully loaded Pittsburgh lineup tonight. You'll catch that game right here on WGR and MSG at 7 p.m., and what it will be for the Sabres is a lineup that features... 10 of the 18 skaters seeing their third preseason game already. We'll dive harder into that a little bit later on and have Darren Dreger. Darren Dreger, our hockey insider from TSN, is finally out of the cabin. That could take an hour. That could take an hour. It could. I think we're going to just, like, go easy, keep it a short segment. You know, sometimes he's got the throat issues, so you don't really want to push him too. Just saying, I want to see how many fights he got into this summer, and oh like gosh. because that would be like a. That's pretty much our starting. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Over under on that. A half fight. A half. Yeah. I'll go over. You think he? Oh are, yeah. Absolutely. I would say actual physical altercation. I say easily. Under. It's, no, it's over. Oh. There's no question. You don't know him. You don't know. You don't know Dregs. Um, as far as last night, we're not going to. Well, I'm not. But that's my prerogative. <laughs> I'm not going to belabor it too much, uh, other than the Sabres are 0-1 and will likely be 0-1 all-time in West Lorne slash St. Thomas. Yes. And that's fine. Move on. But the score was 5-2, and the game could have been very different, save for a 90-second sequence in period number two. Yes. When they gave up a shorthanded goal, immediately had a Kisikov wide-open opportunity, one of multiple times where he refused to shoot the puck, and unfortunately, then it turned up the ice again, ended it up in the back of the net That's when Max Domi came out of the box. twice in two games so. now, a guy out of the box who scores uh, or actually factors in, like Byro yeah. in the game in Washington yep. for Paterka's goal. But yep. know what you're doing. You take a penalty, yeah. you you know, hope and pray that they're not going to score on the power play. But you know what you're doing when you get out of the box. And Domi obviously found a way. But you're right, that was about a 90-second very uh, a swing in the game. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not going to overanalyze last night's game because we tend to do that in the preseason at times. We didn't tend to do that in the prospect challenge, and there's nothing to overanalyze. What I'm going to say is simple. Look, UPL looked fine. Gave up a bad goal, first one. That happens. It's preseason. Played this 40 minutes. Actually made 25 saves on 28 shots. That's fine. There was moments where... He was, you know, sloppy around the net. There were moments where he was really, really good. You need to figure it out. You can't go through a preseason and just put zeros against the board. It's not going to happen. So that was fine. Owen Power made some bad decisions, had a rough night. 
But Owen Power is going to be fine. We don't have to worry about it. And and look, it's preseason. Don Granado keeps talking about you got to get your reps in. And if you don't make mistakes in the preseason, like what does that tell you? Oh, well, you're going to have a fantastic year? No, you're not. You're going to have some ups and downs. That is fine. I don't want to deal like it's overreacting Thursday here because it is not. It's just one preseason game. I had no idea what day it was, so thank you for clarifying there. 5-2 was the final score last night. Toronto over Buffalo. They outshoot the Sabres 41-15, to which may be the more troubling statistic than the final score. You would like yes. to have seen from any of the forward combinations a little bit more zone time. Now, obviously, we went into it talking about Rusek with Cousins and Olofsson. You know how much I like, well, I like all players. Let's be fair here. But Rusek in particular, and we were talking on yesterday's show about, okay, who's getting the biggest opportunity here tonight? Yes. Like Weisbach's been in a couple of games, but he hasn't played with what you would call a top center on the Sabres. Rusek got that opportunity. It wasn't as, uh, dare I say, obvious as the Kisikoff non-shooting situations, but but Rusek has been prone to overpassing a little bit as well, which is kind of funny. It's not surprising based on his career totals and how he's more of a playmaker than a shooter, but it is kind of funny when you think of how his NHL career started here. When when it was presented with him, it's like, oh, I better put this in, and three minutes into his NHL career, he's got a goal in his first shot. But those are things that, again, it's familiarity with certain players. It's recognizing tendencies. It's knowing when to utilize your instincts, you know, for the greater good. Yes. But beyond that, obviously, there wasn't a lot of sustained offense from the group, which resulted in just 15 shots on goal. So what's the takeaway from that before we turn our attention to tonight? And we'll dive in again on maybe a little bit more experienced Sabres roster given that so many of the young guys are getting their third look here in five days. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, last night, um, Rusek did have a really good chance on the back door and a nice feed by power on the power play, I believe, and yes. Martin Jones came across, made a nice save. That, this is, this is I, I look at that play develop, right? Rusek was completely out of the play, and there was a great angle from behind the net. Mm-hmm. Like on the, I don't like those looks in real time. I like them in replays, and they Agreed. used them a lot in real time yesterday, which was bugging me a little bit but mm-hmm. there's a you can look at the replay and Rusek is basically on the right side of your screen totally out of the play and then he sneaks behind everybody he's got his stick down the only two people on the ice that knew where Rusek were other than Lucas Rusek were Owen Power and Martin Jones who could could see him coming mm-hmm. from his peripheral vision and he pushed over and made that save but those are the type of plays that I think Rusek is very smart and those are plays that you go back to the iPad, you go on the bench, you say, hey, really good job. Now, maybe, maybe you just had a little bit more time mm-hmm. to either stop it, go back against the grain because the goalie read it so well. But, you know, I thought he was fine. I actually think Dylan Cousins looked quick. Now, again, you know, they don't have Marner, Matthews, Nylander, guys that right. would, would make the, the speed of the game go up. So maybe Cousins' speed really stood out. But I thought Dylan Cousins looked quick on transition a couple of times. He curls up in the neutral zone. He looked like his first three, four strides were really, really good, powerful, and quick uh, on the transition. So I thought he looked good. Like, I, I, it's one preseason game. Like, again, I'm not going to overreact, but I like to take positives out of it instead of taking negatives out of them 
and so I'm going to go that route. Rusek, uh, trust us, had the primary assist on the Yoki Haru goal. The I box, rewatched it 12 times, yes. The, the box score will tell you differently, and they gave it to Olofsson, but it was Rusek with the primary assist. Among the others that played last night, and we'll dive in a little bit later, uh, well, we can do it now. Jeremy Davies scored, um, has scored in the preseason. Yes. Uh, scored last night along with Yoki Haru representing Buffalo's only two goals. So uh, let's quickly blast through this, the fact that the Sabres have some goals from the blue line here yes. in the preseason. And given the usually, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Oh, no, say it. Do you remember Buffalo's third highest scoring defenseman last year? Ilya Lubushkin. Yeah, okay. So given that we almost always talk about Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power. Yes. Is there anything noteworthy from the fact that Davies, Yoki Haru, Stillman have goals, and Johnson, Bryson, Lindgren, and Mats Lindgren and Norwin Pinoka, by the way, were reassigned to their respective junior clubs today. But when you're looking at the six defensemen who have registered points, three of them who have goals, is there anything you've seen as a commonality between, you know, that set of offense that is something different that you're seeing, you know, is it coaching? Is it style of play? Is it decisiveness? Is there any, is it, or is it just NHL preseason? And it just so happens that these defensemen have found the score sheet. Okay. So, Two things with that. I always like a good slap shot or a good, good like, I know hard you shot do. from this the blue This is kind of why I was funneling so, you into this you know, discussion. I talked to Riley Stillman yesterday, and he took a big slap shot here against Boston on Tuesday night, and it found the back of the net. So I'm thinking maybe there is a little bit more willingness to shoot the puck. Uh, and that's probably why we're not seeing Rasmus Dahlin on that score sheet just yet. Why? Because... In Tuesday's game, I thought that Darlene a few times probably could have shot the puck on that, could have gotten a good shot and a rebound, and possibly picked up an assist maybe. But he was trying to get a little closer. He was feeling himself at the blue line. So I really feel that, you know, obviously Darlene's going to have a season where he may get to 80 points. Who knows? Like, it's very possible. But you see Yuki Aryu walking into the middle of the ice yesterday. He's not looking to get closer. Massive set of like I love three the awareness. The three screen was there. Why not like, shoot the puck? You know puck? what? I'm going to shoot. And it's it. a great shot. And yeah. it's a great shot. And Davies, Davies was as thing. well, right? I mean, Dave, but Davies saw an opportunity to get closer. Loved it. And it's like, oh, I'll get a little closer. And that's why I'm asking you this because do you sense that there's something has been tweaked in guys? No matter what their perceived offensive ability is, it's like you know what, guys, do more of this. Do more of this. Take this because. The way Davies executed was not almost unlike Byro the other night. Like, yes. you know, you, you've Feel got confident. the opportunity. Yes, 100%. Confidence and opportunity meeting right there. But, again, I, I think for the defense to have success in scoring from the blue line, I'm not so, uh, talking about just scoring by defensemen, but from getting scores or points from the blue line, either a shot from far away or you get the puck at the blue line, you take a step in, you see an opportunity, and you score. Mm-hmm. Um, the forwards have to do something. Yes, They have to do two things. One, if they have to get a really good net front presence because mm-hmm. you've got to draw bodies to the front of the net. So that's one. Two, you've got to get the puck up to the point. Like Rusek's play to Yokiaru yesterday could have easily been, I'm going to send it down below 100%. and cycle in the corner. 100%. And, and nothing happens because Victor Olofsson's on the far left ball board and you lose the puck. Instead, he says, you know what? I'm going to get it to Yokiaru. Yeah. 
That's what I'm going to do. And it ends up in the net. I have found it's a that different it's form of puck more. possession. Yes. Right? And it's the evolution of how this team possesses the puck and wants to have it. And they're not afraid to have it in certain areas. So but you, I hate if, if you, that's your identity. If, because there's teams that can score. Yeah. What do they say all the time? Let's get a point shot and let's get a rebound. Oh, I, know, I know. That is the worst way to play hockey. And I see it in youth hockey. Sure. And I understand some teams are limited. And mm. they, they say, hey, we just got to get lucky. Let's get yeah. the puck to the point. Yeah. But I think that now an added element of the Sabres offense where we know they're going to cycle the puck. We know Skinner and Thompson and Cousins and Paterka and those guys are going to be on the puck and create offense down low. But can you stretch the zone and create offense up high? The Sabres were, what, 30th last year in goals from defensemen. Right. Points was okay, but Points it was, was okay. goal specific. And, and the thing is, but look at the other teams that were around them. Toronto. Toronto really, and Vancouver. Like, really, really, and Toronto's Morgan really good, Valley. and Vancouver's got yeah. Quinn Hughes. So the, it does, it's not a barometer of ultimate success in the NHL. You don't have to have, you don't have to be a top five goal scoring team from the blue line. Yes. But. You do want guys to contribute, and I think that was where it was so alarming last year was recognizing that Labushkin was the third highest scoring defense. But I get it. He had the short-ended winner in Tampa, which is maybe the greatest offensive play we saw from a Buffalo defenseman last year. But it's nice to have it a little bit more well-rounded, and I think that's the whole idea this year is to have more meaningful contributions from the entirety of the yeah. group of six. So we'll see but how that five goes. five on five again. The Sabres were good on scoring from the blue line on the power play. <clears throat> They had six power play goals from the defenseman, which was 11th in the NHL. Yeah. But that puts them even worse case scenario five on five in right. scoring goals because you were that good on the power play that five on five really took a back seat. And for the most part, they were top five on the power play until a late season drop off. So it's not surprising that they were up there in yeah. that regard. As far as tonight is concerned, it's Buffalo and Pittsburgh. So. Let's dive into the roster as we're expecting it to be based on the morning skate here at Key Bank Center this morning. Tage Thompson will be in for a second time. Jordan Greenway will be in for a second time. Zach Benson will get his third game. And Zach Benson will play with Tage Thompson again. So it looks like the top line for the Sabres tonight in Pittsburgh is going to be Greenway, Thompson, Benson. A little uh, different look for Tage Thompson, who is used to play with Jeff Skinner or Alex Tuck or both of them. He did have Skinner with Benson on Tuesday night, and now it's going to be Greenway on the left and Benson on the right. So a bit of a different look, but... I like that Brendan Byro is going to get another look with good NHL players, mm-hmm. with Middlestat and J.J. Paterka. When the lineup came out Tuesday and Byro was in the lineup but was on a third line and Alex Tuck was in the lineup and then we found out Tuck wasn't going to play, mm-hmm. just precautionary, keep him off the ice, um, we were both saying, well, that would be a great spot for Byro to get a chance with Middlestad, right? Yeah. And to get a chance with good players. He's getting that chance again mm-hmm. in this game, which is really good. Gergensons is going to play in his first NHL game. He's going to play with Kulik and Roseanne. Yeah, Zemgis was last seen holding the microphone addressing the crowd After at, the, blue at the, the blue and gold scrimmage. And uh, he'll be happy to put that memory behind him because we uh, – and I'm, I'm saying it tongue-in-cheek because both he and I had to deal with the uh, microphone delay. Do you think Zemgis um, would – be playing this game if it wasn't in Pittsburgh tonight? 
because it's uh, kind of a given the fact that he's him. not played a game yet. I'll say he was going to well, be. Kyle playing. hasn't played a game yet either. Nor so, has Tuck. Yeah. Nor has Tuck. Well, yeah. Tuck is different, but yeah, he was stuck with schedule. But I'm thinking this but is let's to talk me. It's fun because Gergensen lives in Pittsburgh and is going to go back there. And he's playing with Yuri Kulik and Kulik's Isaac Rosan. Like, and and that's not a surprise. Kulik's played a lot of middle, and yep. and will likely you know if he's not here, he's certainly going to probably continue at that position in Rochester, but. What do you make of that line, especially? This is so funny because you've got the longest-serving Sabre yep. in, in Gergensen's, and you've got the two players two that probably want to connect with one another at all times. Like, Roseanne is tethered oh. to Kulik. Like, he can't – I don't want to say he can't. But, man, does he look for this guy at every single opportunity. I think it's an interesting dynamic as a veteran walking in as, like, the third wheel. I, uh, I know? know that they will not say this. Like, Yuri Kulik and Isaac Roseanne are not going to say, hey, Gussie, try to keep up. Like, they're not, right? But that, I, if I was in the locker room tonight, yeah. I would definitely say, right, the coach comes in and he says, okay, starting lineup tonight is this, 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 whatever, let's go, let's go, let's go. You get up, you're all giving yourself high fives and get pumped up, and then I would turn around and be like, hey, Gussie, you think you could keep up with the kids tonight? Like, it's going to be a great experience for Kulik and Roseanne, well, like but I like year, that for I, when they announced lineup. Young guy Andy. Young guy Andy, yes. You know, like yeah. I love that stuff. That's... It's all that locker room banter, and it's great. So I really feel that this is going to be fun for me to see. Number one, Zemgus is a veteran, and I've said it before. I don't know if he's going to be an everyday player this year. Okay. I don't know if Caloposo is going to be an everyday player this year. But they have a big role in this organization, in mm-hmm. this team. And they will be relied upon at times this year to to carve out even a bigger role on the ice so uh, i think this is great because you're putting experience with a couple of young guys and then take us to the fourth line and fourth, we see victor Noichev for the first time victor Noichev for the first time with kozak and cedarquist and i've liked um you know in the for the biggest part i've liked cedarquist and what he can bring there's been a, a couple of lows but i really like his skill set and something that the sabers for the next 10 years could really really use a guy that will bring a physicality, will get in that front presence, maybe a penalty killer, maybe a defensive, responsible type of player that um, you can rely upon. Maybe a, a little bit like Zemgus Gergensen's in a way. Maybe that's the you know next wave of that type of player. But I think Cedarquist is getting another chance tonight to be able to show that. Kozak, to me, is... He is going to be a Buffalo Sabres in a few years, and uh, he will have a big a, a big part to play as a utility knife type of mm-hmm. guy. Like, where do you fit him? Do you fit him in the middle? Do you fit him on the wing? Do you want him to kill penalties? Do you want him to play fourth line, third line? Like, whatever. I think he's going to be that guy. Nurchev, I don't really know what to expect. To be really? honest with you. Like, okay. I, I think he's got great skills, um, but I, I really don't know what to expect at this level. We've not seen them. Mm-hmm against NHL players ever. First time with the jersey First on First time with the jersey on. So I, I, I don't know what to expect. I, I'm Again, I'm not going to overreact. I'm going to really pay attention to what he's got, but I'm not definitely not going to overreact to anything Nochev does in this game. No, but the nice thing is, is we were impressed at development camp, and we were impressed in the prospects challenge. Yes. And these are 
logical and enjoyable first steps. So tonight, and I don't know that he'd be playing tonight if, it, like, if Tuck was good to go and he had played Tuesday, well, maybe I, Tuck goes back again tonight. I'm right? gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna pause you because I'm gonna say yes, he was, because of the schedule, because of how this team looked at five and seven and how many players were here in yes. camp this year, and because of what I just said about Noichev. I was going to say, and, he and earned it. He yeah. earned it. That's so, why my point yeah. was going is that I don't know that he would have played, but I think he's earned that opportunity. When they look at the four games in, in five days and five and seven, mm-hmm. I think they had an idea of how that was going to be split up, mm-hmm. but it changes all the time. I don't know that he was, yeah, let's give him a game. I think it was, he's earned it, and we'll get that opportunity. So it's Sabres-Penguins tonight, and it's in Pittsburgh, and you'll hear it on WGR Sports Radio 550 and see it on MSG. On the MSG side, it'll be with the Penguins commentators. Um, it'll be Tristan Jari for the Pens. It'll be Eric Comrie. We expect to go the distance. Yes. Before we dive into the defense in front of Comrie, a quick thought on Benson as far as um, the, the uh, opportunity again with Tades tonight and whether you think this is the start of something as far as visualizing how the regular season and its beginning on October 12th. I don't know that it is a start. I think it's, again, giving a reward to a player that's worked really hard, that has earned it. And, and you know, it could easily have been Benson playing um, – where Biro is with Middlestat and, and Paterka and say, let's, let's try Biro with Thompson and see. But I think Benson uh, obviously has looked good. Um, for me, I really liked his behind the back pass to Skinner on the power play on Tuesday night against Boston. But it was more than that. It was his relentless pursuit of the puck. He didn't win every puck battle, but he battled hard every single time he had a chance to go into a one-on-one battle on the wall, or if there was a loose puck, he chased those things, and he's got a great active sick. And that's what I want to see, because he was a first-round pick for a reason, because he's a really talented hockey player. But there's a lot of first-round pick that don't do the extra things, that don't go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. Zach Benson goes the extra mile. He works hard all the time. And Kevin Adams, Don Granato, and everybody watching this, that's what they put at the front of, of his sheet. They say, continue to work, continue to be relentless on the puck, compete, compete, compete. That's what you want to see. Okay, to the blue line. As far as those in competition, uh, you're getting another solid look at it tonight because Riley Stillman is in once again. Yes. Kel Clegg is in once again. Jacob Bryson is in. And so too is Ryan Johnson. So for four of the six defensemen, this is their third in five days. Yes, there is a log jam on the blue line. There's eight defensemen right now. Uh, well, nine if you include Clegg. Nine with, with Clegg. Like uh, he's not the projected top eight no, that we not. keep talking about. You, so. know, you, you do have two extra guys, and then you have nine with Clegg. Um, and the only guy on, the, on that list that is waiver exempt is Owen Power. He's not going to Rochester. Let's not kid ourselves. He's going to be a stud with the Sabres this year and year two. It's going to be awesome. So you do have a big battle that's going to be brewing. Um, I believe Stillman, Bryson, they are in for that, that last spot. Like those are the guys that are, that are competing for Ice I'm here in Buffalo. If the, if the Sabres can stay healthy through training camp, they've got a lot of decisions as to how many players, because I'm, I'm also looking at the goaltenders here, are you keeping three mm-hmm. after camp is over? Are you not? I, I don't recommend it because that's – but maybe you're forced to do that at the, uh, at the start of the regular season. So 
If that means you're keeping three goalies, you only have room for one extra forward, one extra D. Mm -hmm. You can't have eight, right? If you're not keeping three goalies, maybe you have eight, maybe you can keep everybody. But I think this is, to me, big for Stillman and Bryson. Those are the two, really, that are fighting for that last spot, in my opinion. Well, and again, Clay gets in for a third time, and he's, you know, maybe he's somehow the tweener in in this group, which, which would sound strange if you're already committing to eight defensemen at the start. Um, but maybe he's the solid choice as the number nine. All I know is this, Novikov is getting in for a second game. He was in the first one yeah. uh, against the Capitals. And Zach Metza gets his first tonight. And if you're going to talk about somebody earning something, that is definitely what's happened for Zach tonight. Zach Metza earned everything he's getting now, not just through camp and, mm-hmm. and everything, but he earned it last year in Rochester. And people don't forget that. Yeah. The way that you finish a season and the way that you work and the way that you're willing to be used in, in whatever ways, right? And Seth Appert has really trusted Zach Metza to, um, to, to do great things last year, but it's carried over this year. And uh, I, always fin- I always like finish a season strong, even if you were in the playoffs or if you were in the playoffs because I feel like it left a, a, a last impression that you can carry on next. But you have to still play good, mm-hmm. but at least you're walking into camp with that confidence. And I think Metza's done that, and he's looked good. And he's going to get that opportunity. All right, we'll take a time out. And uh, as we do, a reminder, Darren Dreger is coming up from TSN. He is our hockey insider. He has had a lengthy, lengthy run of time away from us. And I'm sure he's a better man because of that. But uh, tough break, Darren. Season starts now. Yeah, you better get on it, Darren. And you better bring the heat. That's what I'm saying. But uh, I don't think he's on the the call right now so he didn't hear me let's not mention that we'll we'll welcome him in right after this quick break (laughs) it's sabers live from key bank center it's a game night buffalo is on the road in pittsburgh we're back after this we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 